This is Ashley Kalsh, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 59. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegades, how we doing? I am doing no conscious complaining for you this week. I'm just over here working away, creating a new program on how to live an erotic life. Did you see that coming? I can honestly say I did not. But you know, these things happen the way they happen. And I'm really excited about it. The work I've been doing in the path I found myself on has been so healing. Energetically, it's been a basically like a survival to revival rebirth. And I can't wait to share it with you in the very near future. I think I'm going to create this program more as like a group mastermind. So many sexy, productive ideas for it. And of course, I'll be mentioning it here. But to be sure you don't miss out on the official announcement, you might want to go sign up on that newsletter on the homepage, modernrenegades.com. You can find that at the bottom. You just kind of scroll, 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 and voila, you'll see the spot. Well, let's dive into a little dating story time, shall we? It was late one night when I happened to be scrolling on my phone and I found a message in my inbox from one of my clients. There was a screenshot of a conversation he had had with a woman that he has been in love with and a comment from him to me saying, can it honestly end like this? I know it's been almost four years. I loved everything about her. The next day we got on the phone and I asked him to tell me what was going on. Oh, that, he said, I was in a bad way. I got into a little black velvet and went down memory lane. I'm fine now. It was a rough 48 hours, but I'm good. I said, I'm not as interested in the I'm fine now as I am in the it was a rough 48 hours. So please do tell. Well, a buddy of mine had messaged me that she was in town, that she had stopped by his store to say hi. And I immediately thought, I've got to go and see her. I can at least ask how she's been and see her face. And then it hit me. She didn't reach out to me and tell me she was here. I went outside that day and started working, but my mind couldn't control itself. I couldn't believe she didn't reach out, that she was here and she wasn't going to say anything. I thought about how much I've missed her and that it was never going to be anything more. And then I just stopped working. I went into the house, cracked open a bottle of black velvet, you know, just to stop the conversation in my head. What started with one drink turned into several, and I found myself sitting there on my phone, scrolling back through all the texts and pictures. This is when I asked him if he had texted her while drinking. He said no, and I looked at the screenshot he had sent me, and I saw that it was time-stamped four years earlier. He continued on, but I did sit there staring at our conversations and pictures from all those years ago, absolutely wasted. I had a weak moment, and I sent you that screenshot. Okay, then what happened next? Well, the next day, totally hungover, I called my buddy up at the shop to ask how she was. That's when he told me that he was kidding. She wasn't in town. He had made it up. Oh, okay. And so how do you feel now knowing that this person didn't not try to reach out while she was in town, that she had never been in town? Well... I felt rage at my friend. 
I can't even call him that right now. I was so upset the entire thing. I mean, like I said, I'm fine now, but I was pretty mad. Yeah, I can understand. And I bet that's easier to try to process than the rest of what happened. He said, what do you mean? Well, where should I start? How about the part where you think she's in town and your mind immediately goes to, how can I see her to, she's not reaching out, she doesn't love me. And rather than feeling into your emotions, you buffered with work. You bypassed the process. When you realized working wasn't going to do it, that you couldn't resist thinking about her and being there, you hit the bottle, buffered some more, which took you down memory lane and hours of arguing with reality. And then there's this part where not only did you wake up hungover, you found out that this entire episode was based off a lie that someone told you. You had zero proof or fact around the situation, and yet your brain did not hesitate to get lost and cause you even more pain. Hearing she was here and not reaching out made me think, I should be there with her. I'll never meet anyone like her. If I would have done this, we'd still be together. What happens when you think like that? I end up drinking and reliving how I can't be with her and, and I'm not with her. Yeah, he replied, I'm, I'm not fine. But what the hell am I supposed to do? She was the one. Renegades. We spend more time creating suffering with our imagination than we do in reality. What if she's not the one? She doesn't want to be with you. What comes up for you? It sucks. I'll never meet the one, he said. I know you believe that, and I also know believing that is not useful to you. That belief not only causes you pain, but it prevents you from healing and moving on. If there was one behavior you could change, what would it be? The trying to get over her. Why? Because whenever I think of her, I feel rejected and inferior. Like, why am I not good enough? Tell me, when you think I'm not good enough, what do you feel in your body? Sadness. There's this tightening in my chest and the kind of, oh, feeling. Okay. Well, what if the worst thing that is going to happen here is that you're going to feel a feeling called rejection? And it's going to feel terrible, but it's only a vibration. Can you allow that? Second, can you support and champion yourself through this process? She said, no, doesn't mean I'm alone forever and something is wrong with me. Instead, it's she said, no, it hurts. But I can say yes to being here for me with my thinking by being kind and loving until it doesn't hurt anymore. I can stop rejecting myself from feeling. I can hold space for myself to heal and not judge myself. I can choose me. I'm the one. What if she's not the one? What if she was never the one? Have you ever entertained seeing her and finding out that you didn't feel the same? Is that possible? Renegades, we give so much airtime to the stories that cause us to feel rejected and unworthy. What would happen if you spent time imagining a story where you are free from the pain. The stories we hold on to become a part of our identity. They literally store into our brains and create a neural pathway in which we operate from. These stories and beliefs shape our experiences and the way we see ourselves and those around us. What we currently believe about ourselves, our love lives, friendships, etc., is all optional. You can put it on paper, 
what you think. And then circle what is thought and story versus fact and circumstance. Identify what you believe. What is a belief? It's a thought we've chosen to think repeatedly. Beliefs require zero introspection. Real talk, though. We actually believe if we get the person or whatever it is that we are somehow worth more. If someone loves me, I'm lovable. If they choose me, I'm worthy. And we are missing out on the one essential truth. You were born into this world worthy and lovable, and until you realize that, someone else loving you will never be enough. The other part of this is that we are using the people and things outside of ourselves as a means to punish ourselves, to prove how unlovable we are. To quote Marianne Williamson, do not look to your partners, your lover, your children, your job, or your therapist to make you happy. It's not their function, nor within their capacity to do so. Look to yourself, your God, your goddess, within you, and take responsibility for your own state of mind. The option to change a belief is possible. Ask yourself, would the world agree with this thought? If the answer is no, it's changeable. When we have identified the belief that we want to change, there is a process to truly embodying and integrating the new information. You'll know it's happened because you will feel better. Our old beliefs are going to pop up, and nothing has gone wrong here. Don't make it mean anything. You just kind of make a U-turn and get back into your new lane. Be clear on why you are telling yourself this story. Keep asking yourself, is it possible that I am wrong? Deconstruct the fuck out of it. Start creating these new beliefs about who you are and how you see yourself. Practice the beliefs. Put them on sticky notes. Put them in your car, on your computer, on your phone. And then cultivate the feeling. Start to integrate and embody them. And before you know it, you will believe it. Until next week, renegades, remember this one. Love isn't anxious. Stay sexy. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, renegades. If you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.